Chapter 1, Part 1. What qualifies me to write this book? So I started the book like this because I figured that people would want to know who I am and why I'm able to write this book. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know if I'm qualified to write it or not, <laughs> other than my experience. Uh, you know, I, I'm not an academic. I'm not a PhD. I'm not anyone who would be a trusted source if you were to have a government body to testify before Congress because my my knowledge is my experience, right? So, and I have a lot of that. I have 25 years full-time working in the drug and alcohol treatment industry specifically. So I've personally worked with thousands of people helping them try to overcome addiction issues. I've worked with you know clients, with families, um, and I've also trained staff to work with other people and supervise them. So it's all I've done my entire career. So I remember a time, I'm old enough to remember a time when you could actually have an opinion and I could say something like, the healthcare system in America is broken. And I wouldn't have somebody trolling me saying, well, what's your source, bro? Well, my source is my life. Okay. I'm an American. I've lived here my whole life and the healthcare system doesn't work. Now I'm not saying that, um, it's the worst in the world or, or the best in the world. I'm just saying that the way that it works right now needs to be improved. And I don't think I need a source for that. I think I can have an opinion. I have a right to have an opinion without the threat of being canceled because I'm not following some narrative or I don't quote 700 papers in order to have my opinion. My opinion is that no one should go bankrupt from medical bills. And I think that in America right now, there is a real threat of that. I also think that cancer and other diseases like that are more profitable when they are treated, not when they are cured. Okay, so you have an inherent conflict of interest where a healthcare provider could be financially incentivized not to cure a disease, but to continue treating that disease. Well, that's not right. Now, I'm not saying that we should be 100% government-sponsored healthcare because I think that would bankrupt the country. I also don't think it should be 100% free market, you do whatever you want either. So, you know, I don't know what I want if you think about it from a political perspective. I have no idea. I probably don't fit in a box. I just think that no one should go bankrupt for medical bills. I think that the lowest care that you get, and what I mean by lowest care is the the cheapest amount of care, like if you were getting government-sponsored care, that should still be delivered with dignity. I don't see any reason why, if you go to a healthcare facility that is government-sponsored, it has to be a, a terrible level of care. And I'm not saying that they all are, I'm just saying that typically they are they do not attract the best talent because they do not compensate the way that other places do. Well, why is that? The government collects a lot of tax money, like a lot, way more than I think they should. But I think that people would be more inclined to support taxing for medical services if when you go into one, you get a great experience or, you know, a, a good experience. 
I also think that you should be able to have the right to pay, to pay, to upgrade your services. So in other words, let's say you are uh, someone who was affected by a natural disaster. I don't know, there was an earthquake and a hundred people got seriously hurt from this earthquake and you go to the hospital. Of course, you should not be bankrupted for that. That's crazy. Uh, you should be taken care of. There should be a general level of catastrophic insurance that would cover all American citizens. I mean, that just makes complete sense. You're a taxpayer. You you know, you didn't, you didn't jump off a building trying to make a TikTok video. You were affected by a natural disaster. And the care you receive should be good care with dignity. And I think that our tax dollars should support that. This is an opinion of mine. I do not have a study to back this up. I don't have, uh, you know, sources. I'm just telling you how I feel. I believe I have a right to have an opinion. So in order to fix the healthcare system, there are good things about it, of course. I think that, you know, people would have to come together and figure out what the best thing is for the American people, not American corporations the American people. Unfortunately, the politicians on both sides of the aisle have been guilty of doing what is in the best interest of the corporations or who, you know, helps fund their campaigns. And that's unfortunate because really we are the ones, we, the taxpaying citizens who are contributing those funds. And these are supposed to be our representatives. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to get political with this book, but when I say something like the American health care system is broken, typically people will have a feeling about that. You know, either, oh yeah, we should be, you know, single payer. Uh, or you have people saying, no way, this is America, man. You should be able to make money. I don't know the answers. So I'm coming out here and telling you right now, I don't know the answers. But I know that I have an opinion. And you may agree with my opinion. You may not agree with my opinion. That's the beauty of the first amendment, we can all have our, you know, opinions about whatever, and we can talk about that. And that's, that's okay. Ideally, we should not hate each other if we have different opinions. So the reason why I'm bringing all this up right now in the very first part of the book is because my entire book is written from my opinion. So I, if I had to go and do a bunch of research before I wrote this book, I would never write it. And I had to just get it out. I just felt like I had a message that I wanted people to know, and I just wanted to get it out. So I just sat down and I wrote it. And I, so I, I want you to know that you should not take what I write as truth or as verified science or as any of those things. Uh, I have an opinion and I believe what qualifies me to speak on this topic is my 25 years full-time in the alcohol and drug addiction treatment industry. That's what I've done. That's all I know. Um, I'm, I don't pretend to be the brightest person in the subject. I just, a person who has seen some things, who wants to share those things with people. Uh, and by people, I mean people, average everyday people. Uh, I'm not, I don't want this to be in a, this will never be in some college. This will never be used in Congress. This is not what I'm writing this for. In fact, I'm probably going to end up giving this book away a lot 
because really I just want to get the message out. So I'm saying this sort of a, as a disclaimer that all of this is my opinion. I believe a lot of it is common sense, but common sense isn't so common these days. So I don't know, but, uh, and I intend to give the book out a lot. So please forgive me if as you're reading the book, you read some things and you think I completely disagree with that. Just believe that we all are entitled to our opinions and you can disagree. You can put the book down, you can throw it away. It's up to you. Uh, I'm doing this to try to help people. And I really am trying to do this with open and honest intentions. That is my intention. And I hope you will forgive any of my shortcomings in the book. Mm -hmm.